This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the podcast for alpaca people. Great to see you again. I don't think I'm much of a people watcher. I don't get much opportunity these days. Um, pretty much on the farm. <laughs> uh, but I am an alpaca watcher. And it's really interesting. I, I love the little interactions between alpacas. They absolutely fascinate me. The The way they decide to move as a group. What What's that about? The, the drift that happens. It's not clear who's leading, who's following. But there's a definite movement, a drift, a drift of alpacas. Perhaps that's a collective noun. Sometimes it's going away from the stables after they've been fed. Sometimes it's on the way back in the afternoon. And uh, the sun's moved and it's got a bit cloudy or, you know, whatever. And they they think, oh, well, it's time for us to move too. So today it was really interesting because they, they they'd come back and they were down by the stables and there's a bunch of them just standing around. There was some inside and having hay and all that kind of stuff, but there was someone just stood around outside having a gossip, I think. And poor old, uh, who was it? Well, well, Millie, anyway. So they'd gathered, I think, partly because the weather was a bit mm, <laughs> threatening. We've had a whole bl- bunch of flurries of snow and sleet and stuff all through the day, really. But a little bit of sun now and again, but it's not, oh, it's not very warm. And they therefore gathered, but they were all standing standing around. And some of the younger ones um, were standing too close to the old girls. And Millie, as you can imagine, Millie wasn't taking too kindly to this. And she made it very clear. You're not meant to be here. Move away. Move away. And she was just kind of, she kind of opens her mouth and she leans towards the, the youngster and just kind of moves, moves her off. Um, I was too far away to actually hear what Millie said, but I think it was something along the lines of, you're in my space, <laughs> or, you know, not welcome here. Oh, dear, she's a character. When they're feeding as well, you sometimes get the little ones, they, they kind of forget themselves. Oh, there's some food here. And they put their head in one of the bowls, which the adults are having. And uh, there's some different techniques there. Sometimes they get their ears chewed. <laughs> if they really persist, they'll get spat at. But usually it's just kind of a little bit of a, a nudge or a... Yeah, so they they get they get pushed out. Sometimes it's a head on the on the back of their neck, kind of pushing them down. <laughs> they don't like being pushed out into the even more into the food bowl. So they they kind of get. Now Megan, Megan's got an amazing technique. She gets her head underneath and she kind of lifts them them up and out, um, or she kind of leans over and pushes pushes that out the sideways. But she's also got this other technique, which is very tried and tested, which is to put her head in the bucket and then drag it towards. <laughs> She pulls the bucket towards her so that the others can't get access to it. Uh, such a such a clever thing to have done. But there we are. So she's she's uh, she likes her food. I think it's true to say that some relationships are special with the alpacas between them, and some of them it's much more like toleration. <laughs> they kind of put up with each other because they're because te- oh, they're an alpaca. But there are some that they they're very. They quite like being around, and they'll share food and they'll say they. And uh, near, 
poor old Neil, she's been a bit off of food today. Don't know why. And she's uh, already got a coat on, otherwise I'd have put one on for her, but she's just not right. And she didn't come down when I put the food out this morning. She didn't come down for the food. She stayed up um, in the little paddock and in the wet and the snow, which, hmm. So I went, she wasn't going to stand up, so I had to kind of hoist her to her, to her feet, managed to get her to stand up. Um, there's a technique for that, but it's difficult to tell you. But it involves getting up behind them and sort of lifting them up from the back legs. When, when It's a bit like a wheelbarrow race, you know. But as the as you lift the back legs, they, they'll tend to stand up. So she stood up. Anyway, managed to move her down gently, moved her down to uh, the stable with the others, which was probably a good thing, but she didn't really want to have any food. So she sat down again. But uh, this afternoon when they came back, uh, I was looking for the red coat, but couldn't see it anywhere. I could, I could see, see a red coat, and that was Hermione. But couldn't see the other one, and I thought, oh, I don't know where she's got to. So I hope she's come back. So she she was sat by herself a bit on the bank, but the sun had gone down, and she she brought herself back. She'd been moving around with the others, but just not quite right. So uh, there she was. I found her in the stable when I went down. She was sat on a mat, got these these high density rubber mats. It's actually, you know, it's actually a cow comfort mat. Cows produce more milk when they're happy. Now there's a surprise. So. One of the ways of keeping them happy is to give them a mat that they can sit on instead of concrete. Concrete is hard and it's cold. So giving cows a rubber mat works really well. Now, they're great. I, You know, it's a good size for moving. Uh, you can put them all together. Jig, jigsaw, like a jigsaw puzzle. You kind of juggle them just more round and you can actually fill the whole floor with it. Um, I haven't done that, but we've got a number of them. But they're dead easy to clean. You can scrape them off. You can power wash them. You can disinfect them. They're non-absorbent, but they are a rubber mat. And so, she, so anyway, so Nia was sat on this. And there's her friend, Megan, sat right next to her. They were, they were kind of not quite, not quite tucked up together. <laughs> they weren't quite kind of uh, touching, but they were very close. And her back legs were wet. I don't know why. She'd been somewhere. I don't know whether it was just from being out in the rain or out in the, the ground is just very wet in places. And she, anyway, her back legs got a bit wet. So she was a bit uh, cold and miserable and shivering. Poor old girl. So this was near. And she had a coat on already, so I couldn't put another one on. Or could I? So I, I managed to get one. That not I wasn't going to fit it underneath her, but at least I could cover over her back legs. So I put that there and I tucked some hay around her. <laughs> she was all snugged up. And... Uh, Give her a little bit of food. She had a little couple of mouthfuls out of the bucket. And of course, every time I'm trying to hold the bucket ready for her to eat. And while I'm doing that, I'm having to fend off the other. Oh, there's some food there. So they were coming in, sticking their head in. I'm trying to fend them off. And because I'm waving my arms around, trying to keep the others away to to make sure that Nia gets her her share of the, the food, uh, Nia didn't want to eat because there's all these hand-waving things going on and she didn't feel very secure with with this. So I, I, I tried. She had a bit, but not very much. And uh, anyway, so I then came up, I went up to do the boys and they're a bit wet, a bit cold, but they, they've got a good, their shelter is a good one. It protects them from the, the wind very nicely. It's much warmer inside than out. So they had the food and they were, um, they then settled. So I came back down and then uh Neo, she's up now. She's not sat down anymore, but she's up now. But she hasn't run around much, so therefore the coat was still hanging suitably positioned 
just keeping her warm. She didn't appear to be shivering anymore, which is really nice. I was very pleased with that. But she decided she was going to stand near the door and then she was going to come out the door and she's been wandering around on the concrete um, area in front of the stable. But I closed the gates so they can't go anywhere because she's oh, she doesn't like being in. She really doesn't like being in. Most of them don't, but particularly near. She likes to be out. So she'd be out and it's just, I'm just thinking, oh. there's this tension and trying to work out what's the the best thing to do here because she's going to be more exposed out, outside. She's going to take herself out. She's not going to be in, even if I close the shutters and put the lights on, which is what I did. Um, so it's more cozy, more comfy, comfortable in there. But I had to close the gates for the kind of area as well. So <laughs> they're all a bit grumpy. But I'm assuming, I'm going to go check on them in a bit. Uh, it's now dark, but I'm assuming that they're, they're all tucked in inside. And there's plenty of hay. I put plenty of hay out for them. So that should be good, hopefully. Yeah. So... The other ones would have got the coats on. <laughs> I'd just like to straighten it. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine as it is. Just, it's fine. Just leave it. Just leave it. Just leave it. It's fine. <laughs> oh, dear. And Hermione's still looking at me suspiciously every time I look in her direction. They, they, they're funny lot. So they're picking up on all of these little things all the time. And there's all this stuff going on between them all the time. It's not the weather for being outside for very long, but it's nice to be around them still. But uh, just watching what these interactions are, just trying to pick up on what makes them comfortable, what makes them uncomfortable. Proximity. It's not always the same. It depends on the animal. So there's these thing of friends. I put it in scare quotes there, but you can't see my hands. Um, so they're not, they're not people. They're not humans. There is an interaction. There are relationships that are different between the different animals. And uh, it's, it's fascinating to to observe and they don't miss much when they're they're watching what you're doing as well so remember you're communicating even when you don't think you are <laughs> you're communicating to them they're picking up and reading you all the time and it's uh that's an interesting study wouldn't it be to have a alpaca pers perspective of people that would be <laughs> that would make an interesting podcast if they could talk uh, so yeah, this interaction thing is is definitely something to keep your eye on. And you just build it up over time. Just just try and file things away and get to, to know them. I think it's about watching people. You know, that's fascinating as well. But you know, every now and again, you have to kind of look at yourself and work out what is, it, what is it that you do? What is it that you communicate when you don't think you are? <laughs> Uh, isn't life interesting? Isn't life interesting? So we've had the uh, the cold weather. It goes particularly cold, and then the Canada geese turn up. I don't know why they do that. Why do they like our lake when it's cold? Hmm. I can't work that one out, really. That's an answer I don't have. So they've been around, the ducks cruising around and stuff as well. I did very cold. <laughs> Is it colder being in the water than out? I'm not sure. Wind from the north. Uh, so you want to be out of the wind if you can be. There was a dusting of snow, so they couldn't really get access to the grass to, to graze. So they had more hay today and stuff. So we'll carry on doing that phase of things that we're doing at the moment through the winter. And I've got some more coats that are coming. Uh, should arrive tomorrow to give protection for some of the other ones. I did a, 
a bit of protection for Alice. Alice wasn't, she wasn't right. She was sitting down and I couldn't, she didn't seem to be wet, but she was sat down shivering a couple of days ago. <laughs> so she wasn't very happy. She wasn't eating her food either. I think, oh dear, here we go. Another one. So no, no, nothing stays the same for long. So I, uh, I tried to put this coat on, but uh, she went heavy. She wouldn't, I couldn't get it underneath very well. And the straps were, it, this coat is too small for her. She's got a lot of fleece on her back, but she was, she's really shivering. And you see that first thing that you notice with the shivering is there's a kind of a trembling of the head and the, and the ears. You see the ears just trembling slightly. Um, I think it's the whole head more than the ears themselves specifically, but it's, you, it, that's the bit I notice first anyway, is the ears. Um, and then you look down the back and you can see there's this kind of rippling of, of the muscles. That's how they, how they shiver. So she was obviously cold and I couldn't work out why. So I put the coat over her and, uh, managed to eventually get some straps under her, <laughs> but it wasn't quite, she popped up. She wouldn't stay sat down for that. Um, so eventually I ended up, <laughs> you're not going to believe this. I actually tried to use some gaffer tape. Um, these are waterproof co coats. So the, <laughs> the gaffer tape didn't stick very well. So I had this, this run and I left her out and, uh, she, away she went. She, everybody wanted to have a sniff of this coat. <laughs> Where has this been? Who, what are you doing? What are you wearing that? And, uh, she wasn't best pleased by all this attention, but then later on over by the edge of the field, under the trees, out of the wind, they'd all kind of settled. There's little groups of them. And there's a group of dark ones, but it's a black coat on a black alpaca. I couldn't easily spot her, but I worked out where she was. I got, got my head torch on and went down there and had a look. And there she was. And she seemed fine. She was sat up and she was alert and all the rest of it, which is good. So she's not going the wrong direction. She's doing all right. She's holding her own. And in the morning, I looked out. She wasn't there. She'd moved. And there's this kind of dark shape on the grass. And I'm thinking, well, that's, that's far too small. It's not, it's not her. And it's not any of the others. It must be a poo pile. But it was, uh, it was too big. It was the wrong shape. I, anyway, when I went, <laughs> went down there, it turned out it was the coat. She managed to wriggle out of her coat. The, the gaffer tape obviously hadn't worked very well. Um, what do you call it in, in the US? I think you probably call it something else, don't you? Duct tape. For ducting. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's also known as gaffer tape, but I suppose you'd have to be a gaffer to use a gaffer tape. Anyway, the tape wasn't sticking. And she managed to, to wriggle out of her coat and leave it behind. But she was okay. No sign of any shivering. She's been fine since. And she stood there today and I'm, st I'm st stood next to her. And she's she's eating. She, in fact, she was eating some of the food that I'd put out for, for Nia. And I was trying to get her to but Alice was there and helping herself. So second best, I suppose. So I'm looking at this and staring at her back, trying to see if there's any shivers. No sign. Ears fine. But she's standing there looking. What are you doing? What are you looking at? No. What are you doing? What, 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 what's the problem? So she, she was just feeling a little bit uncomfortable because I'm staring at her. Uh, she's a lovely character. In fact, she's about the same age. What are we, six months between her and... Does that sound right? I'm not sure that sounds right. She's about the same same age anyway as um, as Nia. And uh, Alice's daughter of Millie. Wow. And she's, as the fleece is growing a bit longer, she's got good coverage on the body. So that's why I could be concerned that she was shivering. But so, yeah, so she, she's just starting to tip over to the, the colouring, just tipping over to brown a bit 
on on the fleece so you can sp- <laughs> spot who she is. And we're, we're working our way through the supplies of hay and it's just going through quicker. It's this time of year. You do go through the hay quicker and we will probably have to have some more at the weekend. <laughs> that seems to come around quick. Um, but it's they're not eating as much of anything else outside. So hay is what they need at this time of year. Great that you were able to join me for the podcast today. Thanks for being here. Take care, look after yourself and look after your alpacas. And if you can, spend a bit of time with them, but don't stand around in the cold too long. Not good for them or or for you probably. Take care. Bye for now. This is the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a great day.